I'm Chris. I'm also Chris. And we are your friends with benefits. Hashtag FWB podcast on all your social medias. You can join the conversation anytime at 270-883-1617. We're ready to believe you. You know, that's better than it has any right to be. Oh, my God. Lordy, Lordy, it's Tuesday again. It is Tuesday, my dudes. I couldn't make it rhyme with 40. I tried. <laughs> and I did, by that, I mean I did not try very hard. But it's it, I can't make it rhyme with 40. I, I, it's not possible. It's not possible for me to do it, I guess I should say. Yeah. But, you know, uh, here we are. As I Snapchatted you before, I want you to, I want everybody to know how big of a deal it is for me <laughs> that I tore myself away from the TV to record this podcast because on, right now, on Animal Planet, Jaws the Revenge. I, uh, yeah, uh, Jaws the Revenge. Uh, I love it. It's, it's a, Majestic as shit movie, but whatever. Um, you know, I've only ever. I think we've talked about this. I've only ever seen the original. Really? Oh my yeah. god. Okay. So, uh, I have two ideas. Knowing that information, we need to do one of two things. Okay. I'll let you choose because it will involve you. Okay. Uh, number one, we need to get you to watch uh, all of the Jaws movies. Two, it. two, which is pretty good, not bad. Uh, okay. Three, which takes place in SeaWorld, and four, which takes place in the Bahama with Mario Van Peebles. Uh, That's the lion roar from the yeah, shark, right? Oh, it's so bad, yeah. Yeah, it's a lion roar. Um, so, we need to get you to watch all of those like in succession like we need to take a like we'll take vacation time we'll do whatever we need to do and we'll watch them like one either like one a day or like all in a row like we need to do them like in succession for okay. it to have the total effect or or next year while discovery does their flagship week we pick a special episode where we do Shart Week. <laughs> and I don't know the Into details it. about that. I don't know exactly what Shart Week would be. but We can figure it out. <laughs> but we would do Shart Week. Uh, your friends with benefits present Shart Week. And I don't, know, I don't know what it would be, but a series of shark and shart-related TikToks or something. I don't fucking know. Man. I don't Speaking know. of. Oh, God. Speaking of TikTok. Uh-oh. I think we kind of have to talk about it. What? No, do we? Uh, I won both polls. Oh, here's the thing. Okay. Here's the thing. I have to, uh, I have to yell at, um, I have to yell at our audience. Okay. Our listeners, because these are the ones that, uh, these are the reason, the, the people that I hate of our audience, our listeners, I'm about to yell at you. So <laughs> some of you, most of you, this does not apply to you. 
but actually most of you it does apply to you because when you add up all of the, both of the polls, you add up votes across both platforms and you include the the votes that were not officially voted but were write-ins uh-huh. like the people replied or or uh you know emailed or whatever and they wrote in that they who they voted for, they didn't participate in the actual vote. I will count those. I I lost by one vote. So, however, that wasn't the deal. The deal was for every vote you got, you would read on TikTok a page of, what was it, Dead dead Girls Are Easy to Love? I need to go back. Uh, I need to go back and check because I don't know if I said if I win for every vote I get. I will read a page. I need to go back and listen to the actual what I said. Because I'll do it if if there was no if there was no stipulation on victory. Because I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I'm not trying to weasel out of it, but I don't remember. Uh, Sean, if you're listening, if you wanna if you wanna go back and listen yep. to the last like fifteen minutes of the previous week's show to uh, when we were talking about bets and stuff. If you want to, um, yeah, let us know what's what. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. Somebody uh, needs to go back into the chat or into the uh, into the archives because I'm too lazy to do it. But I, I, I like I don't know if I said if I win, I'll read a page for every vote I get, or if I just said I will read a page for every vote I get because yeah, I, I like I will do it if. If that was the bet, like if that was it, I have no problem doing it. Obviously, I've done a bunch of other dumb shit for podcasts before. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. Uh, I just want to make sure that it is the correct bet. I don't want to do it if I don't have to, but if I have to, I will. That's that's my kind of my 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 ruling. So, because I am a man of my word. I will tell like I am I mean what I say and I say what I mean and if I said just a blanket uh for every vote that I get I will uh, I will do it that means I got like 12 or 13 or 14 or something pages to read which fuck me running but so uh <laughs> had had a question <laughs> okay uh, had a question yeah so if we were going to do some sort of like charity drive. Uh huh. How much money would we have to raise to get you to read the entire book? Ooh, okay. <sighs> let's see what charity. Let's 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 play this out. Let's play this out and let's play the hypothetical because there uh, are there are three hundred and seventy two pages. So, well, I mean, we could do something local, Kentucky Children's Hospital, stuff the bus, okay. something okay. like that. Okay. Uh, um, also, something along the lines of. The uh, like the Ronald McDonald House or okay. like Wigs for Kids or something like that. All right, I tell you what, I tell you what. Here's what we'll do. I will, I will. Okay, what's the conversion rate? Do we want to do a um, dollar a page, five dollars a page? How much do we want to raise? 
Because I'll tell you this: if you five dollars a page, five dollars a page is a lot. But yeah, five dollars a page. Like, 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 if if we did, if if you decide, like, I will leave this to you. We will do this. Okay, okay? we're gonna do this right now. We're gonna settle this. Okay. Okay. We will do this, and uh, I'll do a, I'll do like a Facebook Live video about it tomorrow or the next day or whatever when we decide when we get all the details done i will do a download that and send it to me so i can post it on instagram yes all right um uh, we'll post it on all of our platforms and what we'll do is we'll do like a uh, i don't know if you want to do like a gofundme or a something like we'll come up with something how you can donate and um we'll we'll decide on the conversion we'll get all the details done and we will start a uh, a fundraiser uh, yeah, where we can we can text over the next couple yeah, days and yeah, yeah. what we want to what we want to donate to and yeah and we'll say 100 percent of everything that gets donated will go to whatever cause whatever charity and for every hmm i will read a page whatever for whatever how much however we decide whether it's every dollar i'll read a page uh and if i run out of one book i'll just fucking read another um, <laughs> it's got to be the other weird one though. You can't yeah. you can't jump from uh, dead girls are easy to Jaws. No, it would be Passions of the Ghost. Uh, it would be. <laughs> I'd go through. Uh, God, I'm going to spend all my time reading books. Like, ugh, these disgusting <laughs> books. Now, how long is Passion of the Ghosts? Passion of Passions of the Ghosts. I'm going to guess like two ninety. Oh my God! What am I doing to myself? Okay. So dead dead girls aren't easy is three hundred and seventy two pages, right? Okay. How the fuck did I do this? Uh, Passions of the Ghost is three hundred and seventy three. So it's one page longer. That's like seven hundred pages. That is seven hundred and seventy five pages. No, I'm sorry. Seven hundred and forty five pages. Like that's. Uh, oh my god! I can't take all this time to read all these books. Well, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll cap it at dead girls are easy. Okay. We'll, we'll cap right. it at that. Golly. And uh, <sighs> so I'm, I'm actually texting you a breakdown of right. how I think it should go right now. Okay. But um, so yeah, here I'll I'll fill for time. So we'll we'll decide on uh, all the schematics of all of this, and we'll work this out. And um, we will uh, come back by next week. But before next week's show, we'll have all of the details, all of the information, and uh, we'll be able to have all this stuff ready for you guys. And all right, yeah, I'm down with that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm going to end up reading this whole by God book. Like, oh, I hope so. It's going to take me like a month to read through all this because I'm not going to do this shit every day. Like. <laughs> You guys got to understand that, if, and then also because see that's the problem is you can't do too much because you get a copyright strike. Because uh, oh yeah, so we got to figure out how we're going to do that too. I tell you what, I will uh, if you will send me the publisher, I will look them up and uh, reach out to them and let them know what we're doing so they can possibly not strike us down. This this seems it seems fictitious that this is the. Um, Hold on, I'm going to send you the name of it right now. There you go. This makes no damn sense. But then again, it makes all the sense in the world. I don't know. So, 
Gosh. Oh no. I know. I didn't even like we we got all, I got you got me on this tangent. You got me started on this and I didn't even have a chance to get through like the whole intro cuz you, you you revved me up on this yelling at people who didn't vote for me, you fuckers. <laughs> you bastards. I I I had to take my cash to a lady and get judged for these shitty books because I thought it would be funny and people didn't vote for me and I'm pissed off. I'm so mad. Oh, buddy, I'm mad, too. Ah, But I'm not mad about what you're mad about. And before I start, yeah. and before I get up on my soapbox... Uh-oh, what you got? The Westix Brewing Hop Static. Okay. How is that? It's good. It's kind of tart for an <laughs> IPA, but it's, good. it's not bad. Um, so, got a couple things I really want to break down, and... Uh, it's all wrestling related, and the first one, the big one I really want to talk about, and this is going to overlap into another one, actually, and just kind of into the broader subject. Um, hey, buddy, I know we've talked about this before. What has the worst fandom? Professional wrestling! Absolutely. That's why I left. Uh, Your fandom sucks. Sorry for yelling. This past weekend, Matt Cardona, for, formerly known as Zack Ryder, woo, woo, woo. Uh, wrestled... A death match against Nick Gage. Uh, from uh, uh, the the review that I heard about it, by the way, was uh, straight out of ECW 2000. Yeah, um, no joke. It is my favorite professional wrestling match of 2021 so far. Wow. Um, and I have not seen a crowd viscerally hate someone this much since. Um, 2006 Rob Van Dam versus Cena in the Hammerstein oh, Ballroom. God, I remember that was literally the one of the best announcer calls ever. Was uh, the call of John Cena walking into enemy territory? Yeah, was that quote? And that, that I'm like, damn, that's so perfect. So I've watched GCW for about three, three and a half years now. Um, in the time I've seen that, I have seen. People get booed, people, you know, because there's, these are kind of like bingo hall-esque locations, like, it's very much the same kind of like, they call them like, they call it outlaw wrestling, because, you know, they're, it actually has like a decent amount of popularity right now, but, you know, it's still not the norm you're going to find on AEW, WWE, or anything like that, so... In all the time I've watched it, I've seen heels that are just hated, had middle fingers thrown in their faces, and all this stuff. I have never seen someone have to get escorted to the ring until Saturday. And Cardona had to be escorted to the ring by security. Because I genuinely think that crowd would have killed him. Somebody threw a pizza cutter at him. Someone threw a fucking pizza cutter at him. Like, and here's the thing: like, like, take stock of your life. Yeah. If you're throwing a pizza cutter at somebody at a pro wrestling show at a predetermined event, yeah, like take stock of your life. Um, and like the entire match reminded me of the Sandman Tommy Dreamer thing, where you know Dreamer was viewed in the early ECW years as this like pretty boy and blah blah blah. Until he took, like, the kendo sticks, or as they called them, Singapore cane shots to the back. And he <laughs> yeah. kept on doing the, the thank you, sir, may I have another from Animal House. 
like at first it looked like Ryder was very much not comfortable. Like he broke a light tube over Gage and kind of like jumped back. And then Gage speared him through a pane of glass and everything just went fucking nuts from there. Like Ryder started the show or started the match with a white tank top that was just solid red by the end of the card or by the end of the show. Um, it, it, it was basically this dude who was like, Oh, I know, you know, I'm the take care, spike your hair guy, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I'm in the death match thing. No one's going to think I'm going to go in on this. And then he fucking went all in on it. Um, he got suplexed through a pane of glass. He got speared through a pane of glass. It, like took light tubes to the head. Like, I, I, <laughs> I have a newfound respect for Matt Cardona that I haven't had in probably about like eight or nine years. Okay, what if I also tell you that that's the guy that uh, encourages people to give their wrestling figures a bath because they need it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he gave he gave the GCW World Championship a, a belt bath as he called it. <laughs> um, if you, if you told me one of the top heels in wrestling was going to be the dude who was Zack Ryder in WWE, yeah. then I probably wouldn't believe you. Who was at one time one of the most over baby faces in the entire industry? Madison Square Garden cheered for Zack Ryder when The Rock was on TV. Unbelievable. Yeah. So what a life he had! Like what an unbelievable turn that that is um wow and i kind of want like but again my main focus here is going to be on the fans because you know Meltzer tweeted about it and said that it was an embarrassment to the industry and blah 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 and it's like and here's you know you you follow me on twitter you know how i feel about dave Meltzer in 2021 uh i i don't like dave Meltzer. i think he has way too much bias towards um what I'm just going to call his friends. Hey, you know what? He would have loved it if it was in the Tokyo Dome. Oh, yeah. And if it was 1998 and it was ECW, he would have been fucking cheering it for days. Um, I'm not condoning throwing full aluminum beers at someone. I'm not condoning. I'm sure as shit not condoning throwing a pizza cutter. Oh. But Ryder did a great job. Did the fans need to literally chase him out of the building? Absolutely not. Did the fans need to chant fuck Dave Meltzer? Like, they tried to hijack the show on Sunday, and that's what I hate. I hate when fans try and make the show about them. Uh, one of my favorite moments in recent WWE memory was SummerSlam, where it was uh, The Bar versus Rollins and Ambrose. And Cesaro jumps off the apron, runs into the crowd, grabs the beach <laughs> oh, ball yeah. that's being tossed around, and rips it to shreds. Uh, yeah, Cesaro's the best that way. So, and you know, uh, professional wrestling's predetermined, and, like, I I, I wasn't expecting Ryder to go over, but, or Cardona, his name's Matt Cardona. You can call him Zack Ryder. He'll always be Zack Ryder to me. Um, but there was just so much idiot, like, one, who brings a pizza cutter yeah. to a pro wrestling show? That Yeah, that's concerning to me. Like, some people need to reevaluate their life priorities. Because, you know, what's going to happen is, you know, yesterday someone's mom wa- had cooked a DiGiorno and was looking for the pizza cutter and couldn't find it because her dipshit son who lives in the basement stole it. To, to go throw at Zack Ryder at the end of the day. <laughs> 
And uh, you know, uh, he even like talked about it in an interview. He was like, I really thought if I went in there and did their style of wrestling and like actually put myself through it and into it. And if you look at Chelsea Green's Twitter and look at her pictures from a couple of days ago where she had to like help clean him up, like <laughs> he bled through the night, apparently. Well, that's, um, that's also, can I just also say, cause I think I saw that picture, like way to dick over the, uh, the hotel room yeah. crew. Like, Somebody's got to clean that, and it looks like a friggin' crime scene. Well, and it's 2021, so someone's going to have to put on, like, a fucking hazmat suit to clean that because it's considered toxic waste because it's blood. Yeah, like, uh, that's how you, like, okay. And I'm I'm not trying to hijack, like, the GCW crowd, uh, but that's, like, how I know I'm getting older is, like, I watched, uh, the first time I watched Project X, uh, that god-awful house party movie, uh... My first thought was, my God, having to clean that up would be the worst. Like, yes. my my brain has shifted, and that's what I think of. Like, what I what I see that, and I'm like, oh, because I saw that picture of like the bed, and it was just like blood. And I was like, somebody's got to go in there and clean that shit up. And you're exactly right. With COVID, it's like, oh my God, like you just ruined someone's intent. They're going to have to burn the mattress like it's got bed bugs. Yeah. I mean, they're going to have to probably throw out everything. They 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 should burn that mattress like they should at Hometown Suites in Georgia. <laughs> burn the building over. Like, yeah. burn the building down and start over. So, but, you know, that brings me to a, a larger thing of... You know, WWE has fans back, AEW's back at full capacity, and I'm going to touch on the the guy that jumped the barrier to try and attack um, Jericho on AEW a couple weeks ago and ended up, like, uh, security and Justin Roberts pulled the guy off the ramp, and Jericho got, like, a couple shots in. But the big part is... The next day, the guy goes on Twitter and tweets to Cornette saying, how did you like my AEW debut, or how did you like my television debut on AEW? I did that for us, the old school wrestling fans, because this is a dying art. And, you know, Cornette took him to task over it, like, and basically he thought he was going to have all these people in this corner and everyone just shit on him because he's an idiot. Yeah. Um... But, I mean, I just, I don't understand, and I I feel like this is only a consistent problem in the world of professional wrestling. Like, you know, I can, everyone remembers the Ron Artest Christmas game where, you know, they got into the fight with the crowd and all that. But that was 17, 18 years ago. Yeah. There was... You know, I there. I don't think they've ever had like riots during like professional football games or anything. You'll have like the occasional streaker, or in college, you'll have teams rushing the field if they beat a rival. But like, you don't hear about fans jumping. And you know, someone tried to stab Dean Ambrose what like four years ago. Yeah, not that long ago. Um, you don't hear about that shit in other fandoms and other like 
and other realms of media, and it's just so fucking idiotic. No, and nobody goes to a Celine Dion concert and is like, I just feel like stabbing somebody. Yeah. Not really. Well, time to go see Shine Down and take my shank with me. <laughs> I gotta bring this pizza cutter in case these Cher fans get out of control. Now. And especially, like, taking it back to it, it's like he entered that world, proved himself, and then they were like, oh, we still want to kill you. And, you know, he talked in the interview, he was like, I tried my hardest to, like, stand and do the shot for them to, like, put on social media. But he was like, I ended up just having to, like, protect myself. And then finally, uh, like, once security got to the ring, they were like, we have to get you out of here now. Jeez. And I, it's just this big problem with professional wrestling in general. And um, it's not just an in-person issue I have. It's a internet thing. We talked about the Hanakamura thing last year when that happened and about how they literally drove a 22-year-old female professional wrestler to commit suicide. And that wins them the worst toxic fandom. Yeah. And, true that. um, you know, talking about it now. And, uh, the big rumor is that CM Punk and Daniel Bryan have both like signed the dotted line for AEW. And I just like, I want to be excited about both of those. Cause you know, it's Punk stepping back in a ring for the first time and like, or on a televised thing, because apparently he's made. There are rumors saying he has shown up and wrestled at indie shows like under a mask in yeah. Chicago yeah, yeah. as recently as like late 2019. So, I just, I, I, I hate it because I know the internet's gonna take a good thing and ruin it. Punk has dropped a significant amount of weight from when he was in WWE. He's, uh, someone compared it to that's how long, like it's the same amount of time. Bob Backlund went <laughs> from WWF oh, when yeah. he came back in the nineties. Yeah. And you know that, I mean, that was crazy, crazy to think about it in those terms. So, I, you know, I know the internet's going to do something to ruin it. Like Punk's going to come back, and they're going to be like, "You look like shit." Blah blah blah. You had to come back to wrestling because you couldn't hack it in uh, UFC. It's like that dude has made more money than most of us will ever see. Yeah, from uh, not only professional wrestling, but also being a commentator. Uh, for not only that, UFC Fight Night, writing for comic books, uh, writing for comic books, acting right. in. Well, probably hasn't made a ton of money for the horror movies he's been in, but. Yeah, but enough to, you know, not not have to come back to wrestle. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you this right now. Um, I have watched maybe two minutes of AEW wrestling. Uh, I haven't watched WWE consistently since Kofi Kingston won the title at WrestleMania. And the last, like, match, match that I saw was mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, uh, Fiend strap match at some point um and yeah, see, was that the rumble in 2020 i don't even remember it was very forgettable uh but i will go on record as to say i will 
be like I, I will it will bring me back to being a weekly wrestling watcher if CM yeah. Punk comes back comes to AEW. Yeah. Uh I'm actually real they're they're in Cincinnati the weekend after the, like the week after that pay per view in Chicago and it's really tempting to go because like you're almost guaranteed you know, AEW, which has guys I really like already. But then on top of that, you're looking at possibly either Brian Danielson or CM Punk or both showing up as well. Yeah, I know. And, you know, me and him, close personal friends. Um, true. So uh, it might be good to catch up with him. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so uh, he was almost... Almost on on the show until on the uh, other podcast until <sighs> until he wasn't. Yeah, but you know. But I, I just want to wrap it around again. <laughs> I know this is a, convers- a conversation we've had multiple times. Um, I love professional wrestling. It is one of my biggest passions in the world. I fucking hate professional wrestling fans. Uh, they constantly live up to the to the name of giving professional wrestling a carnival attraction uh, mentality and act, and that pro wrestling fans are lowbrow. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing is you know they they live down to those like when you think of a pro wrestling fan, you think of a certain kind of person. And though, like uh, the fans that you think of, like those are the ones that live down to that description and that thought and that image of a, of a fan. It was the same problem that uh, NASCAR had for a long time. Yeah, absolutely. And NASCAR did a, they did a, a, a crazy 180 with, a lot of their fan base because like if you look at NASCAR tickets right now, here's the, here's the big difference is if you try and get a WWE show ticket, it's like they, they're as low as like 20 bucks, 30 bucks for a show, you know, but before the pandemic, like now as shows are coming back, like tickets are a bit more expensive, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like affordable options. There was a time where for NASCAR races, I mean, the cheapest ticket you could get was like 150 bucks. Oh yeah, and keep in mind those have what a hundred thousand people at yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. So uh, they were they were adjusting their pricing and their presentation and all that stuff to attract a different kind of clientele. And I wonder, like, even even NASCAR fans didn't throw pizza cutters at Jeff Gordon. So no, <laughs> and, unbelievable. Uh, you know, the, there's don't me wrong. There's a part of me that when I was watching it live was assuming it was like, Oh my God, this is like Hogan turning on WCW. They're throwing drinks at him. I didn't realize that some of those beer bottles were full. I didn't know at them in the moment that someone was throwing fucking Pete, a pizza cutter at somebody. Yeah. Here's the rule. Like plastic cups, Okay. Foam cups? Okay. Like, even, even like, popcorn bags? Okay. Yeah. I'll uh, even give you the empty aluminum beer can. 
okay. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, like empty, okay. Um, there was a point in WCW, we've talked about it before, where um, they talk about the, uh, and I think, was it Kevin Nash or was it was it Big Show, who um, was walking out with Eric Bischoff and Hogan and someone threw a D battery. Jesus and like Christ. And, like, they didn't see it. Like, whoever, Eric Bischoff was like, he never saw it coming. And it missed him by, like, uh, just a little bit. And it's like, that shit, that shit could kill you. Like, what are you gonna like? What do you plan to accomplish if you peg uh, Eric Bischoff in the side of his head, or like you know if if you hit him in the side of his face? Like all right. you're gonna do is congratulations, you just broke teeth out of a 45 year old man. Yeah, like you friggin' like you gave him a concussion, you committed assault. Like uh, wow, like why or why should you be proud of that or think that that's a good idea? Yeah, and now, and now the uh, like, yeah, and if if he'd hit Bischoff, the only thing that you can guarantee in that situation is that security is going to beat the ever loving fuck out of you. Oh yeah, yeah, like you are not like like no matter how much you dish it out to somebody, like you're going to get it a whole lot worse if you chuck a D battery at someone like that. Yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, like this is crazy. Like there's yeah. Um, I wonder if that's, that story is on the YouTube's. Hold on, like, because uh, it's a there's a le- like it's a legit uh, WCW D battery. Let's see if that's a story. No, it's a, you can't look it up by WCW D battery. Uh, <laughs> I will I will find it and uh, we will uh, I'll I'll. I'll reference effect but yeah there is a story about and eric bischoff tells it and i don't remember who he's with i know hogan's with him but uh somebody else is with him and they like get bischoff out of the way because they see it coming it comes from like the upper deck and holy shit yeah like someone just like fucking chucks it and it comes sailing at him and they see it coming in advance and he doesn't and they they get him out of the way uh, but yeah, it's it's a friggin' D cell battery. So, uh, wrestling fans, <laughs> below expectations for yeah. each for days. It's very much a situation where it's like you feel like it can't go any lower, and then it's like, oh wait, they threw a pizza cutter at Zack Ryder yeah. this weekend. Oh yeah, they bully or, people online until they commit suicide. Cool. Yeah. Um. And like. I was, I was talking about it with my friend Tim, and the last thing I want to touch on, then we'll stop talking wrestling, is I hate the fact that it's 2021 and people, like, misogyny is still such a big thing with, like, with pro wrestling fans. Yeah. There are people that were, that were bitching that it's like, oh, so women got to open and close Monday Night Raw, and like, I don't even fucking notice when that happens anymore. Because it's just so ingrained in me that women are more than a six-minute segment on the show now. Yeah, and it's not it's not oh six anymore, oh yeah. eight anymore. <sighs> yeah, uh, I, I feel like that's one of those things that is going to hamper professional wrestling's growth. Like, I and that it's like stuff like that is why I feel like it's never going to reach mainstream popularity like it did in the attitude era no not at all because there's still so much gross about the fandom 
that like no matter how much no matter how cool you think wrestling is or the storylines are or how incredible like whatever happens is going to be you're always going to be like kind of afraid to talk about it with people that you don't like really really know, like your friends outside of your like your circle because well, my friends aren't weird, but like the rest of wrestling fans are real weird. Yeah, and that's gonna that's gonna cripple the growth forever. Yeah, it's gonna it's going to kill it. Um, I mean, it's not gonna kill it, but it's it's what you said. It's going to like it, there's a glass ceiling that they're never gonna break. Yeah, because you know people can't like come to terms with the fact where. And there's this the same thing that I fucking hate about like the old school fan who still thinks it should be all like muscly, like roided out, like blown out guys. And just like, holy shit, dude, like the the day of everyone being six five and roided to the gills is over. Yeah. Well, and it should be, because here's the thing, is if you have your favorite wrestlers, right? Like, you go back and you watch. Here's here's a perfect example. Here is a perfect example, because okay. uh, the Peacock Network has been putting up a bunch of old Coliseum videotapes. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite damn things ever, by the way, is, uh, like, the super tapes, stuff like that. And they put up a super tape that has uh, the... No Holds Barred, the movie The Match. Oh, and yeah. it's uh, Hogan and Beefcake in a cage against Macho King and Zeus. Actually filmed in Memphis, Tennessee, by the way. Uh, but, so, the super tape is like an hour and 50 minutes, right? And the last, like, eight are that match. That's awesome. So, like, that match is, like, eight, like that's your that's your number one that they, they put on the marquee. Like, that's your, like, main event all-star match is eight minutes. Now, flip that back, and you look at any of the main events in the last, uh, of, like, the last six, seven years where you have more athletic people and less roided-out, blown-out people, and those yeah. matches are going 20, 25, 30 plus minutes. So wouldn't you want to see your favorite wrestlers wrestle for longer because they can, and they're not completely gassed by the time they get to the ring. Ultimate warrior piece of shit. Um, yeah. Well, and I, I know you're a Hogan Mark. I and, sure am. Um, I, I, and this, and this isn't even, this isn't even a shot at Hogan. Like it's not, I mean, it, it's, I'm using Hogan as an example. Like if he's not on TV, he apparently has like, a crutch that he walks with or like a cane that he walks with. I believe it. guys now like they're healthier. They're not on all the drugs. They're not like they're, you know, it's, I know taker was being like, well, all they do is play video games now. And you know, guys used to have knives or gun in their bags all the time. It's like, cool. These guys probably feel safe and happy in their locker rooms. Yeah. And aren't being, you know, expected to stay out till 5 a.m. partying every night and getting, you know, getting fucked up and pranking each other and ruining hotel rooms and sticking people with, like, $5,000 bills and all that kind of shit. Like yeah. Now they just bleed all over the mattress and make the hotel cleaning crew <laughs> burn them all. No, I know what you're saying, and I, I, I understand. Like, that's that's the thing is, like, the 
the activities and um, outside the ring interests and stuff are much healthier now than they were like, which is only a problem really for one guy. And that's DDP because he has, he's going to run out of people, old wrestlers to help bring back to life. (laughs) But, but I like, and you know, you and I have, an interesting perspective here because we both, with the exception of one of my favorite wrestlers being the undertaker, we both actually kind of favor the more like smaller athletic dudes. Yeah. Uh, punk Kofi Mm -hmm. edge or three people that come to mind right off the bat that I know we're both fans of. Yes, sir. Uh, Sean Michaels. Oh yeah. The goat baby just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday, Sean, by the way. Brother's got a birthday soon. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Can't wait for that. Yeah, he's got a birthday soon. Oh, well, uh, happy early birthday from your friends Absolutely. with benefits. From your friends <laughs> with benefits. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's, that's enough of me whining about pro wrestling. No, like, thank you. For, thank you for humoring me. Well, here's the thing is, is like, I always feel weird when we do any kind of wrestling talk that's anything past like 2016, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm pretty unfamiliar with just about everybody now. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, there was a point where I felt like I could really hang in a pro wrestling conversation. Now I feel like, I can't contribute as much. So I never want you to feel like we can't talk about wrestling. Uh, I just like, I hate feeling like I can't contribute is the only thing for me. But, but like anytime you want to shit on wrestling fans, dude, I'm for it. And I, I always feel like I, um, (coughs) excuse me. Sorry. I always feel like I keep it broad enough and, open in conversation enough where it's, it's not like, Hey, I'm going to run down this pay-per-view you haven't seen or things like that. I, I like to think I make it a broad enough topic to where you're, where you can still be involved in the conversation because you are a prof- you are a fan of professional wrestling. I am still, even though I'm not really, you know, active. I did the other day I watched uh, the main event of super tape. So because they did it, they, like, it was so cool. Like, cause it was awesome to watch, uh, a a tag team steel cage match, and like how they did it back in 1989. Yeah, like super cool. Like that stuff is awesome. Uh, so you know, I think I've made a couple recommendations of matches to you that you've watched in the past few yeah. years. Yeah. Uh, the one I would recommend at this point would be if you haven't the awful awful pay-per-view title of WrestleMania backlash uh, Roman reigns and Cesaro. I know I need to watch that one because I know it's so good. I know how it ends and it breaks my heart because you know, I'm a Cesaro section guy. And, Same. Uh, it, it breaks my heart. Uh, he's on TikTok, by the way. So a Claudio's cafe, right? Yeah. He was, he did a, uh, he did a Louisville or a Cincinnati after Louisville. Or before Louisville, or at some point, I don't know. I have I have a hard time figuring out when stuff was posted. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I've only done one, and I may have to do a shit ton more. I don't know. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, I I don't know. Depending on this damn book, but you know, whatever. Um, (laughs) But you know what we could do? What could we do? If uh, 
if we run out, if I run out of pages. We also could because, uh, you know, we have a thing. We have a sec, we have a bit on the show. I hate calling it a bit, but it's a segment. It's a feature. I don't know what we call it, but one of my favorite things about this show that we, we started to bring back, we need to read some more, but, um, jail mail, right? Oh yeah. We read, we read jail mail. We, uh, we have inmates. <clears throat> oh wait, I'm sorry. Correspondence. Thank you. Where we have uh, real inmates have reached out to us in one form or another. And so let me tell you something. This is how this podcast has influenced my life. Like outside, like my real personal life that like, I don't, I, I, I don't want to say I don't talk about a whole lot, but like I, I'm going to pull back the curtain just a bit because oftentimes you know, to, to when when you and I are just shooting the shit about about what we want to talk about or where the conversation is going to take us or whatever, um, it's usually not super influenced by anything that I've done, you know, in in real life. And so, and and, and usually not the other way around either. Like sometimes I'll be like, "Oh my god, I found Lancelot Link's secret chimp," and you got to watch it. But it's like you know, three. <laughs> it's like three minutes on the show. Whatever, it's fine. So, mm-hmm. but every now and again, the uh, the opposite happens, and something that we talk about on here spills out outside of the show and starts impacting my daily life. So one day, I'm watching TV as I'm one to do. Flipping through the channels, they have the the guide up, and I see this show, and I'm like, "What the? What is this?" Three words, my friend. Okay. Love after lockup. Here's what? here's the premise of this show. <laughs> here's the premise of this, and here's here's how. Then uh, I have a proposal for you. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. Just, 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 just bear with me. I know it sounds weird. Bear with me. So this show, the premise of the show is that a person, like in what they call the free world, has begun, has established a relationship to some degree with somebody who is in, currently incarcerated. And it can be something like, oh, we've only exchanged letters back and forth. Uh, we've, you know, I've, I've gone in to see them a few times, blah, 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 to the, to, to the point where they're like, we've been, we've gotten married while they're in jail and we're going to spend our lives together. Right. So it runs, yeah, dude, it runs the gauntlet and it is the most insane thing I have ever seen. Because it's like literally, and it's always like somebody who's got like a a pretty good job, and they are involved with this person who is, you know, they're they're in for thirty eight felonies for burglary and robbery and possession of of heroin and all kind of, like just crazy shit, right? But like, you know, they got like tattoos all over their face and all the stuff, and they're like, but we're gonna start a life together. I love them, blah blah blah, and then it's like. It always starts like two or three days before the person's release. And so it goes through like the person on the outside, like getting ready for 
the release and then the person actually gets released and then they start spending time together and they realize they fucking hate each other uh, because they're they're in love with this like um like this image of what it would be and not what reality actually is and so I'm, I like I get sucked into this right and I'm just like my god this is awesome like this is like this is so trashy it's good like anytime anybody says I don't understand when you say that a movie is so bad it's good or something is so bad it's good. Like, if it's bad, why would you watch it? This show is so bad it's good and it is addictive. So, there's one common thread amongst all of them. And, (laughs) you know, among all these stories, there's a common thread because everybody always starts out the same way. And they say... Yeah, I started talking to him on this prison pen pal website. What? Yeah. Okay. So apparently there's a website where you can go and you can sign up for it and you can filter prisoners based on like dozens of different qualifications and it spits out a bunch of inmates that want to uh, be pen pals. Huh. So... You can guess what happened. I signed up for it. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. I'm about to text you this link, and we're gonna find ourselves a few inmates that we're gonna write some letters to tonight. Uh, oh God. Hold on a second. All right. Here you go. I'm about to send you this, and I've got one. I know you're gonna say no. I know you're gonna say no. But I really, I really, I really, really, I'm, this link that I'm going to send you, this is the one that I really want to write to. Okay? Now, I, I know you're going to be like, absolutely not. Okay? Here you go. That's, that's the one that I've bookmarked. I feel like she would be great for the show. You're gonna be like absolutely no way because if you know if you know the actual story, oh. you're gonna say absolutely not. But I want to so bad. <laughs> because I was scrolling and there's only like there's only like ten that met this criteria and I was like looking and I was like. That name is so familiar. And I googled her name and I was like, holy shit. And I kind of want to do it. I mean, I know, it's bad. Everybody at home has absolutely no idea what's going on, but... Uh, cause I saw, I saw the, uh, the, the dateline that they did on that story and yeah, the, she's got a Wikipedia page. Like that case has a Wikipedia page. Oh yeah. But uh, if you go back to that site, if you go back to like the main, the main site, you can search mm-hmm. you can search for people and like let's go to the let's go to the home page here 
uh, you go to if you go to inmate profiles, you can hit search inmate profiles most popular, and we can let's set some parameters, and then once we find one, we can write out a letter to them. I mean, this one's funny. The the one you sent me is funny. Here's, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it off air. Yeah, well, because here's the thing: is like I'm I'm torn because here's the problem. Here's the one problem that's going to make you probably not want to do this, and I feel mm-hmm. like it's also a red flag for me. Uh, it should be a red flag for me. Is that in order to do it, like it's all like through the mail, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's all Ooh. yeah, right? Like it's all. So you have to put your address in. Oh, oh. Yeah, so I'm willing I'm willing to do it, but under certain it had like the the people have to be cuz like with this one I'm like, okay, life in prison. Okay, probably not going to get out. Probably not a problem. Probably yeah. probably not going to she, she probably ain't going to get parole. Like probably just I'm just going to throw that out there. Probably not not an issue. Uh but there are some of them that if it's like, like there's a couple of them that are like, you better write me before November because I'm getting out. And I'm like, nope. no, like we're not going to do that one. Like, I'm not really, um, do you want to, uh, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll tell you what we can do. Okay. Do you want to leave it up to our, uh, our listeners? We can do that. All right. So here's what we need everybody to do. We'll, what we'll do is you and I will talk about this one off the air the one that i sent you yeah we'll talk about that one we'll decide what we want to do with that one but we're gonna have everybody go you go to write a prisoner.com w-r-i-t-e a prisoner.com and what we want you to do is we want you to search for an inmate that you think you, you put in whatever parameters you want because it gives you like tons of different options, right? Like it gives you like age range, um, you know, dozens of different things, state where they're located, uh, all kinds of stuff. So what we'll do is, uh, if you guys, everybody who's listening, you go on there and you find, you put in search parameters, whatever search criteria you want, spend, you know, five, 10 minutes on there. Find us a prisoner. You send us their profile. You can either tweet it at us or you know DM us on any of our social medias. You can text us. Uh, you can text us the link to 270-883-1617. Um, you can just you know text one of us if you know one of us. Uh, just share with us which inmate you think we should correspond with. <laughs> and we will pick one and we will we'll probably pick more than one because we'll have to send out a few and we'll start to get them back and I will start reading them as they come in as they come in so it's kind of like a choose your own adventure correspondence which is either going to go really really great or really really bad yeah I I'm leaning towards the good. I hope but so. I hope so. If anything, it'll be funny. So yeah, I I like I would yeah for real. Like I was scrolling and it was like time stopped and I was like I gotta save this profile and send it to you. 
<laughs> it's a it's dumb. It's a bad idea, but oh my god, it's so funny. It is really funny. Like it's like really really funny. Right. Uh, uh because also uh I may or may not have already sent correspondence to uh uh a name that you may find familiar, Joseph Maldonado Passage. Why does that sound familiar? Because also known as Joe Exotic. Uh, <laughs> so the Friends with Benefits podcast is hopefully going to be corresponding with Joe Exotic very soon. Yes, please. Uh, because I found this, uh, you can, like, the people have posted his, his, where you can send him mail. And yeah, I went ahead and did it. So we got that going for us. Exciting times. I love it so um do we have a fan of the week this week (sighs) no nothing i can think of i had someone i was gonna suggest but now i can't recall all right well i will i will do this then Um, uh i don't know who the person hold on i might actually know um let's see hold on a second um, because there's somebody I feel like okay no there's someone on the board I don't know who it is but if you're a board member on if you're a member of the board of Mysticon okay then you whoever you are you are our fan of the week because we have put in a guest application for Mysticon. Yeah. And we are hoping that they accept us. So please, uh, if, if, um, you know, if, if you, uh, want to see us at Mysticon, Mysticon, Virginia, uh, tell them, go to their social medias, tell them that you want us to read prison letters <laughs> live at Mysticon, because we want to read prison letters, correspondence live as part of Mysticon. So um, tell them, tell them that you want to see us there. We have filled out the application. We just want to be accepted. Uh, that's all we ever really want is to just be accepted. Mm-hmm. But uh, otherwise, we're gonna get our uh, our fundraiser going. Uh, which will involve me reading this hot garbage book eh, on my TikTok. So, uh, which, <laughs> uh, if you want to go see my one TikTok video, you can. Uh, you can find me. I think it's the same as always. Yeah, at Captain underscore Flanet. Um, F L A N E T E T. You can find me there and uh, like my TikTok. Post an encouraging comment. Help me go viral. I don't know. Whatever. I posted it like um like two weeks ago. It's it's not going viral, but that's okay. I should have timed it better with the Ghostbusters trailer, but but we're not going to talk about. No, that. we're not allowed to talk about that. I have an idea about that too that I want to run by you here in like two minutes. But cool. Um, yeah, give us a like. Give us a follow. Give us a share. I can't believe it's already been an hour. 
I know. It was a quick hour, but a fun one. It was really quick. Writeaprisoner.com. Find us an inmate that you want us to uh, to write to and start a correspondence with, and we might get lucky and get someone who will write us a story, which would be great. Another story, another four-part Koran story. Uh, we could, God, we could only hope. Uh, but uh, go there, send us a link to the prisoner that you think we should correspond with. Tell the <sighs> fine folks at Mysticon that you want to see us there. If uh, you like what you hear, share our episode with somebody that you like. If you didn't like it, share it with someone you hate. We don't care. Patreon.com slash FWB podcast, baby. Speaking of FWB podcast, hashtag that on all your social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, I guess TikTok. (laughs) Um, Whatever you want to talk about us on, if you want to join in the conversation, we'd greatly appreciate that. As always, hashtag FWB podcast on your dating profile will get you a prize pack of some sort. If you are interested in that sort of thing, send us a screenshot of your actual profile, not from the edit page, not from the edit page. And we will uh, send you a prize pack. Yes, we will. Until then, my friends, uh, stay safe, stay happy. I uh, hope you're all having fun and enjoying your summer. It's my favorite time of year. I hate the cold. Summer is the best. Summer is the best. Um, but, you know, we're out for now. So, as always, my friends, thank you for being our friends. Dude, I farted and it smells like toxic sludge in here. <laughs> With benefits. <laughs>